Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Now somebody give Jesus a hand clap in here today. Amen. Week three... Week three of this message series, today I want to talk to you about one of the most misunderstood words in the most famous message ever preached in Jesus' Sermon on the Mounts in the section of his sermon called the Beatitudes. We're talking today about the word meekness, and here's the idea I want you to have today. I give up control. Say that with me. I give up control. One more time, really good and loud. I give up control. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, the word meek is a perfect word. But there's a little problem with the English word meek because it rhymes. The word meek rhymes with weak. And so a lot of times that's what we equate it with. I'm going to work on this definition a little bit with you today. The word that gives us meekness, it creates this false association with weakness and and then it gets reinforced by us. That's just what a lot of us think. When you think of meek, tell the truth, is that not what you first think is weak, someone who's weak, that we're supposed to be uh, like that? It shows up in, in, you know, church literature and music. Um, Charles Wesley, John and Charles Wesley, famed Uh, for being a part of the Anglican church and starting Methodism, starting the Methodist church, the Wesleyan church. So many of us have roots in that heritage, in that that, uh, flow. And uh, he started holy clubs, which are actually kind of like what we do with small groups. It's the same kind of idea. He had circuit riders. He was a part of a great awakening. He and his brother John, and they wrote a lot of music. And this play on the word meekness shows up in a song that he wrote, that Charles wrote, about Jesus. The song, the hymn, it's a little children's hymn, it's called Gentle Jesus. Listen to this little refrain here, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon a little child. Pity my simplicity, suffer me to come to thee. Lamb of God, I look to thee, thou shalt my example be, thou art gentle, meek and mild. Thou wast once a little child. Now, I I think that he said, uh, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. I think he used mild, associating it with meek, because the word mild rhymed with the word child. And you know, you you when you you know, in my past as a rapper, I really (laughs) worked on rhyming words. I was good until I made eye contact with Dre. And <laughs> I don't think that he was trying to make some big statement, but that really does capture kind of our flow with this word meekness. But meekness is really more accurately described as gentleness. Say that with me, gentleness. Have you noticed that there's a difference between weakness and gentleness? Like a weak person won't fight you because they're weak. But a gentle person may be be able to whoop your tail, but they don't fight you because they're gentle. 
Uh, I'm a child of the 80s, and I remember growing up, there was, a, there was a show. It was on reruns at this point. I think maybe my dad watched it when he was a little bit older. I think it came out maybe in the 50s and 60s. But I was watching it in the late 70s, early 80s. It was a show called Gentle Ben. Anybody remember Gentle Ben? It's about a little boy named Mark, and his dad was a park ranger, and it was based in the Everglades, which I thought that was cool because that's kind of my neck of the woods growing up in Central and South Florida. And um, Gentle Ben was this big bear that would walk around with this little kid, Mark. And you guys remember, look at Gentle Ben now. Clint Howard, that's that boy, he went on. That kid went on to become a psychopath in all kinds of other movies later. Um, Gentle Ben was this big bear. They, they called him Gentle Ben because he was so strong, but he was so gentle. Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, he's a gentle giant? Have you, man, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know what it is about Pathway Church, but man, we got some, some dudes, some bros, some guys, some fellas that are on the worship team, that these are some, these are some big men. They're some big men. They're, they're part worship leader part security detail. And actually, uh, Pastor Philip, our worship pastor here at Moffat campus, he's actually a legitimate lumberjack, okay? Now I think of, I think of Pastor Philip. Pastor Philip's over here. Why don't you just go ahead and stand? And... <laughs> Y'all look at this fine specimen of masculinity here, godly masculinity. He'll, he'll lead you to Jesus in worship, and if that doesn't get you, he'll threaten you into the kingdom of God, okay? <laughs> but I think of Philip, he, he's a gentle giant. You shake Philip's hand, you know your hand has been shaken. But you know, Philip doesn't break my hand, when I, and I'm going to bring it the best I got when I show up, because sometimes you just got to show up to a handshake. <laughs> hey, did I ever tell you about the time that I rode my bicycle across Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand. I did this and I, was, I came to the border of Vietnam and Cambodia and there was a Vietnamese border security that wanted to arm wrestle me. Now I was feeling awkward because, well, it was you know, a solid 11, 12 years ago, I was in better shape and I was wearing the whole cycling outfit. And I already felt you know, like, you feel good riding, but you don't feel good standing in line at a grocery store, just very awkward. And so he's like, he wanted to arm wrestle me. Well, I thought, I don't know what to do. If I beat him, he might not let me through. But if I'm about to go to jail, I want him to know that I'm a man. You know, that's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, show up and then pick the level of energy and strength you're going to bring to that moment. That, that's really what meekness is. Meekness is really having power, but exercising gentleness and, and restraint. Um, actually, the word meek is, is all about how a horse is handled. You meek a horse. A horse is powerful, strong. I mean, you see them run, and then they're standing there. They're kind of gleaming, and their muscles are twitching. Have you, have you ever seen that before? It's, in, it's amazing. But a wild horse will never win a race. A horse will only win a race if it has become accustomed to the bit and the bridle. 
So that horse has been meeked, has been brought under control. Strength under control. That's what meekness is. Meekness is strength under control. Say that with me. Meekness is strength under control. Think about this. A wild donkey will never win a race. A wild stallion will never win a race. It's only someone who has been brought into subjection and submission and control to God that will get to where God wants us to go. We Yes, we have power, we have strength, we have free will. There are a lot of things we can do, but just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should do. And so this is what the Lord is saying when he says that the meek shall inherit the earth. It's people who are strong yet under control who will inherit the earth. Someone that pops off at the mouth whenever the challenge arises will not inherit the earth. Someone with a short temper will not inherit the earth. You know, it it, is challenging. I like uh, one description that I heard. You know, I've been watching Jordan Peterson as he's been exploring the scriptures and Christianity. It's been, been very interesting to watch, some curiosity there. And then he's, of course, you know, pretty intelligent um, in addition to all of that. But, you know, he says that meekness are those who have weapons and the ability to use them but keeps them sheathed, sheathed, who will inherit the earth. Let me just say something to our men. Lots of talk about toxic masculinity. Listen, masculinity is not toxic. Definitely biblical masculinity is not toxic. But you can look around and you can see a lot of men who are angry Well, as far as that goes, there's a lot of women who are angry. There's a lot of people in the world today who are angry. Listen to me, mother. Listen to me, father. Listen to me, son. Listen to me, daughter. Our greatest strength is expressed when we maintain control over our power. When we do this in relationship with the Lord, we will inherit the earth. Pathway Christianity isn't about weakness. Big deal if you don't fight anybody. If the reason that you don't fight anybody is because you're weak, big deal. But if you can fight someone, if you can curse out your children, if you can curse out your wife, if you can curse out your employer, if you can say whatever you want, anytime that you want, because this is just how I've always been. Listen, you will go nowhere. You will... You will not inherit the earth. This is not the outflow or the fruit of the Spirit. It's actually a self-control, a gentleness. It's a strength under control. It's a bit and a a bridle that says, God, I love you. Thank you for making me who I am. Thank you for the masculinity that you've given me. Thank you for the femininity that you've given me. But I give it back to you and ask that you would bring me into control by the Holy Spirit in a way that would honor you. Is that a good word today? Can we just honor the Lord and ask him to help us, help us bring that into reality in our, in our own life? See, at the end of the day, meekness comes through submission. Let me give you the math on submission. Sub plus mission equals you under the mission of someone or something else. Sub literally meaning under mission, authority, vibe, being under someone else's leadership. The horse, even the horse and the rider, 
Now, this doesn't translate because there is no one more powerful than Jesus. But the horse and the rider in a race, the horse is always stronger than the rider. But because that great power has come under the control of someone providing direction to lead that horse across the finish line, that is submission. And that submission will bring great results. Let me just tell you, if you will submit yourself to the Lord, you will submit yourself one to another in your marriages, if you, in your marriage, if you will submit yourself to your employer, if you will submit yourself you know, to, to the various uh, laws and to, to the, to the, to the ver- even social proprieties, the, the different social norms, it, it, they're, they're not law. It's just, you know, you fit into different communities and to, to different cultures. If you can vibe in all of those different things and you can place yourself into submission to those kinds of things so that the mission could advance, then God will do some great things in your life. But especially if you'll submit yourself to the Lord, But pastor, I just really don't like what this passage says right here. That's that's the thing. Because this is someone else's person. Someone else's mission. Someone else's authority. And we willingly come and submit ourselves to the Lord. And let me tell you, when you do that, there is a tremendous amount of freedom. I, I, I don't even know if that... Does that make sense to you? Like, can you imagine what happened? What would really happen in our life if we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, I'm gonna stop trying to figure everything out. I'm gonna stop trying to think through everything. I've thought through things enough that I know that you are God and I wanna follow you. And so because I know that you're God, I've done that work. I've worked out my own salvation in fear and trembling. Now that I've done that, when your word speaks, Lord, here's what I'll do. I'll submit to it. I'm not going to say, is it culturally up to date? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say, is, is it up with the evening news? Let me tell you what. Pop culture is so fickle. There's an ebb and flow. Listen, today it's in vogue to do one thing. Tomorrow it's in vogue to do another thing. You will never be able to, it will change its mind all the time. Listen, the word of God never changes. And I'll tell you what, if we, boy, imagine what the relationships in here would be like if we just all submitted ourselves to the Lord. You know how many laws we wouldn't need? You know how many rules we wouldn't need if we would just do the two things? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Then we wouldn't need to be told not to kill and not to steal and not to cheat, not to lie, do all those things. If we love God and we love people, that kind of handles it. Lord, we submit ourselves to your lordship in our life. Meekness is controlled strength that comes through submission to God's word God's will, and God's people. Before I break that down here for you really quick, I, I want to say, you know, think about Moses just for a second. In the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible says that Moses was very meek more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. That's pretty cool. He wasn't always the meekest because probably as I'm saying it, you're saying, but pastor, what about when he killed the Egyptian that was abusing the slave? That should be encouragement for you and me today. That we could fail. That we could miss it. And God is not done with us. (laughs) Hey, listen to me. I am not who I used to be. Is there anybody in the room who says, Pastor, I am not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. 
but I'm also not who I'm going to be because God, the God that's changed me and brought me to where I am is a God that's still working on me. And I'm thankful that God, Lord, if you'll let me, if you'll let me, to the day I die, I want to get better and better for your sake. Is anybody want to try and outdo me in trying to get close to the Lord and honoring the Lord? Hey, let's just do that. Amen. But Moses was meek. I, w- I want you to think about this. You know, after Moses fled Egypt, you know, from being an idiot, uh, he goes off and he does his thing and then he gets called out of retirement because he was out there for a while. He was, you know, tending sheep. He was, you know, he goes from the palace into the, Man, he's a backbencher. Nobody's talking about him anymore. God calls him back. He says, I want you to go and get my people. And he goes and speaks on behalf of God. And he spoke on behalf of God in a way that Pharaoh could hear him. And then, of course, you see what happens with Pharaoh. You know, Pharaoh, this Pharaoh was not his father. This Pharaoh was actually his brother. So he speaks to him and And then you know the story. You know, he says, let my people go. And then they go, and they're excited, and then they get to the water's edge. And then the chariots are coming, and then they turn on Moses. And they're like, you brought us back out here to die. We'd be better off in bondage. (laughs) Moses, he's the mouthpiece for God. He could have said, listen to all you idiots. Listen to all you... You saw what I did to, Moses, uh, to Pharaoh, I could do the same thing to you. No, but he brought his strength under control. And we see how God parts the waters. We see he takes them off. And as he's building this nation, he can't keep up with all of hearing the cases. And people were murmuring and complaining. He was frustrated with the people. The people were frustrated with him. And his father-in-law, of all people, comes and tells him how to run the country. You know, you got in-laws, and then you've got outlaws. <laughs> you know what Moses did? He listened to his father-in-law, took that good advice. He changed up his leadership. He appointed different groups of people to hear the cases, and then he took only the greatest cases, and he continued to build Israel. He kept his strength under control. He didn't pop off at his father-in-law. He didn't say, do you know who I am? He didn't say, you, how are you letting me stand here waiting on a table? Do you not see that I've got more important things to do? He, he didn't do that. He didn't, he didn't throw that card. But instead, he quieted his heart. He continued to lead the people. Till one day, they were so mad, the people wanted to stone Moses after all he had done for them. Let me tell you, leaders are not going to be perfect. There's going to be some challenges. Moses put a bit and a bridle in his ego. He went to the Lord instead of becoming embittered towards the people. And look what the Lord did in Moses. He did some really... Incredible things. Patience and control with the people he delivered. He was meek instead of weak. He was meek instead of vengeful. He had strength under control. Say that with me one more time. Strength under control. Let me give you three key areas for controlled strength. Things that you have to do. Number one, you have to submit to God's word. Say that with me. Submit to God's word. The saying is, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Let, let, me, let me condense that down a little bit more. God said it, that settles it. 
Because whether we believe it and follow it, submit to it or not, it doesn't change. It's God's truth. It's God's word. Let me tell you, there is no my truth and your truth. There is just the truth. The truth. We've got to submit to God's truth. James chapter 1, verse 21. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. The sooner we get down to business of following God, the sooner God does the transforming work in our lives. There's a lot of drama in our lives because we are still caught between two worlds. The Lord says, I'd rather you would be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, because you're straddling the fence, because you're walking the line, because you're playing between two worlds, you're trying to please both God and man, I will spew you out of my mouth. We've got to submit to God's word. Secondly, we need to submit to God's will. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. He went a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground praying, and Jesus said this. My father, if it is possible, right there in the garden before he's crucified, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. Even Jesus submitted to the will of the Father. We've got to submit to God's word, and we have to submit to God's will. God has a plan for your life. Listen, there are people you want to hang out with. There are girls you want to date. There are boys you want to date. Listen, there are some things that are just not worth it. It doesn't matter how cute they are, how smart they are, how much money they are, how much influence they have, how, how enamored you are with them. If it takes you away from the will of God, they are not a part of the plan of God for your life. And then finally, submit to God's people. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, this is different than submitting to God's will, and it's different than submitting to God's word because God's people are problematic. Have you noticed? Has anybody ever not wanted to go to church because of the hypocrites that were in the church? Tell the truth. I heard my dad one time, somebody said that. My dad said, well, what's one more? Come on over. That was good. That was good. I also heard him say one time, if you ever find a perfect church, don't go there because you'll ruin it for everybody. God's people need God. And we're adopted into the family along with the only begotten son of the father. Listen, we are not better than any other person on this planet. We don't have the stature to look down on anyone. We may look down on people. You may look down on people. I may look down on people, but we don't have the authority or the stature to be able to do it. The fact that we are followers of Jesus Christ means just that. We are followers of Jesus Christ, saved by his grace, not by works, lest we boast. We didn't do this. He did it. <clears throat> he did it. Who deserves to be in this house? You know what Paul said? Paul went into this long thing. You've been sleeping, you know, people are sleeping around, doing all of these things. There's liars, cheaters, sexually immoral, all of that. And such as... Weren't you? We are the cheaters. We are the liars. We are the sexually immoral. 
who have been saved by the grace of God. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? I'm not who I used to be. Come on, you remember that part? I'm not who I used to be. Who are you? You're not who you used to be either. But we've been saved by Jesus Christ who laid down his life willingly for us because he had all the strength in the world and brought it into control because he loved us so much. So you know what? Let's don't go on. Let's don't go on living however we want to live, like wild horses. No, let's submit to God's will. Let's submit to God's word. Let's submit to God's people. Let's encourage one another. Listen, somebody's going to let you down. When they do, the Bible also says, make allowances for one another. Well, I didn't like how he looked at me. It's okay. You're going to have a bad week next week. You give some people some space, they're going to give you some space, and God will build the family of God, and it'll be a beautiful thing. God is at work, and I'm thankful for that. Is there anybody that says, Pastor, I want to submit to God's word? Is that you? If that's you, just go ahead and stand. Just go ahead and stand. You say, Pastor, I just want to submit to God's will. I want, I want to do what God wants me to do. If that's you, just go ahead and stand. I want God to take everything that he's given me, the natural gifts that I have, and then the spiritual gifts that God's graced me with and is gracing me with. I want to give them back to God for his glory. And then as I do that, Regardless of what the person sitting next to me looks like or thinks like, I'm going to love them. For the body of Christ. Listen, I'm looking around this room. We've got people from all backgrounds. All backgrounds. Young, old, rich, poor, black, white, all the shades in between. We see life differently. I don't see life like my brother saw life. I'm a firstborn. He's the youngest. I don't see life like my mom sees life. She's been through life that I haven't gone through yet. Of course, every day she gets wiser and wiser. All the things that I thought she didn't know what she was talking about, I have learned to know. She knew. I never knew. I never knew. <laughs> let, let me give you a challenge. Let me give you a challenge. Here's my bet. There's people in this room that don't understand you and that you don't understand. They haven't been through what you've been through. You have a different starting place. I didn't know that we didn't have anything when I was little. I didn't know. But some people start with everything. It doesn't matter. Rich, poor, young, old, red, yellow, black, and white. Listen, if we get close to Jesus, whether we understand each other or not. Listen, the closer we get to the cross of Jesus, the closer we'll get to one another. And as we go, won't you be kind? Won't you be patient? Won't you submit to one another? Listen, young people, listen, there's some great mothers and fathers and grandmothers and grandfathers in the faith here. You look at them. You watch how they live. You watch, and imitate that. Imitate. Hey, the influencers are great online. You know what? And y- some of y'all are, 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 are going to be influencers. You're going to do some amazing things. But be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Be influenced by the Word of God. Be influenced by that praying grandmother in the church that lifts your name up in prayer. And don't despise that. Follow that. To my grandmothers and grandfathers, our fathers and mothers, 
Don't despise anyone because they're young. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we have a church in Pathway Church that loves to see our young people rise and grow. You, you are handing off the baton of faith to the next generation. Thank you. Thank you. God's word, God's will, and God's people. Amen. Somebody give God a hand clap today. Amen. Amen. Pastor, I want to receive that for my own life, for my own life. Your prayer might be specifically, I need God's word. I'm not following Jesus. I'm not submitted to the word of God. And God wants to transform you. He wants to change you. He wants to change you. A bold, it's going to be a bold move for you. But you today, you say, you know what? I want to submit to God's word and to God's plan for my life. I want to follow Jesus. I want him to forgive me of my sins. I want him to make me right. And I want that right now. If that's you, just right where you are, put your hand up right now. Just go ahead. Put your hand up right now. Amen. 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 God working in us. Amen. So, Lord, we come to you. We say thank you for your good grace that covers our sin when we submit our lives to you. We want you in every facet of our life. We don't just want you as Savior, but we want you as Lord of our life, that you would redeem us and change us and help us to follow you, help us to be faithful to you as you've been faithful to us. And Lord, when we fail, when we fail, Lord, help us back up so that we can follow you every day of our life, that we would grow in grace. We would grow in grace, grow in strength. Your mercy that you would save us that one day, Lord, after having run this race, being submitted to your word, submitted to your will, and submitted to the people of God, we would hear these words from you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. Father, do that in us today. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here today that are struggling in life, battling between two worlds. Lord, I pray that their hearts and their affections would be handed over to you. Lord, we'll thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us slash give. We'll see you next week.